It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. And so are we, and oh my goodness, we take two days off, guys, and the rumor mill just gets going, and the pot is being stirred, and we're going to jump in to uh, this crazy rumor that's out there right now, but first, got to welcome you into the DNVR Broncos podcast. Zach Stevens joined by Henry Chisholm and Super Bowl 50 champ Todd Davis. Fellas, first weekend off in a while, how was it? It was good. I felt like I was late for something or needed to do something that <laughs> yeah. I wasn't prepared for. Um, but it felt good just to sit at home and relax with the kids. And really, I didn't sit at home. It was that football games, basketball games, mm. soccer games. So a lot of running when you have three boys. Did the did the Davis family go undefeated this weekend? We did. We hey. won. Wow. Love it. Son had um, a touchdown and Ooh. a couple catches Ooh. in his game. So, yeah. Is that Love the it. JV? Yeah, so yeah, okay. he plays JV and varsity. So varsity, oh, okay. he had a couple catches. JV, he had a touchdown, two touchdowns. My bad. My Ooh. sorry, son. <laughs> he had two touchdowns and like four catches. So he's doing good. Damn, damn, that mm-hmm. is impressive. I think that's more touchdowns than I ever scored. Oh man. How many catches did your kids have this week, Henry? Uh, I'm luckily don't have any still. <laughs> it's only, yeah. It's I've, I've had friends now who have kids on purpose. And that's still just kind of like shocking me because it's like purpose. we're paying. It's like, oh, is this like a a good thing or like a? But yeah, it's I'm not I'm not there yet. Obviously, <laughs> I went to Minnesota though and went to an outdoor wedding. Wow. Yeah, mid October, Minnesota never got above fifty degrees. <laughs> it was a good time in a lot of ways, but I was cold for like eight straight hours. I'm honestly still cold. That makes sense. <laughs> Going to Minnesota outside of the summer. Yeah, it'll be cold. Yeah. I'm there. There's perks to Minnesota, but I I don't know. I was, I was really cold. I was really, really cold that day, and it kind of washed away some of the fun. <laughs> Not all of the fun. It was still a good time. Um, did you put a couple cold ones back to make you warmer? Yeah, some bush lights. Mm, wow. Mm-hmm. Big Classic bush light Minnesota weekend. Wedding, I, know. Huh? <laughs> I know. It was pretty cool, but like, I don't know. I, I, have, I don't spend a lot of time around Minnesota people, 
And I'm sure it's just like going to any other part of the country. But there's like a there was like a moment when I was sitting there. I was like, oh yeah, Minnesota. Like it's been kind of like a whirlwind. Got but like 4:30 to go there. Like Buffs game was super late the night before, so there's no sleep. And I was like, kind of crazy. Actually, it was more of like a planes thing where it's like how weird how you can now be in Minnesota after so recently just being in Colorado. <laughs> but then you're like, look around, it's like, wow, this really is Minnesota, isn't it? Like, Minnesota, are... eh? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know, but they don't even realize it. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, actually, this was like a couple weeks ago, but my girlfriend's, like, family came down here, and she has an aunt named Karen, and she was like, okay, my aunt is named Karen. I was like, okay. But then they're all talking, and they just keep saying Kieran. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, so <laughs> Kieran, we're going down to New Mexico, and it's, wait, wait, do Who I not know? talking about? And then I was like, I don't want to say her name wrong. So that was a tough time, but yeah, but I enjoy the accents. Also went to that Minnesota Wild Bar, so I got to tweet my favorite joke, which is that uh, it's the only bar in the world with no cups. Wow. Yeah, because they never won the Stanley Cup. How long have you yeah. been thinking of that one? Oh, <laughs> uh, I thought of it immediately the first time I was there, and then now whenever I fly in there, I'm just excited to go take another picture and tweet it again. <laughs> um, Henry, you said you don't spend a lot of time with Minnesotans, but aren't you dating one? There's one. Yeah, There's one, one that okay, I spend okay. a lot of time with. Yeah, and she doesn't have much of an accent, which is honestly a shame. Uh, that's, yeah. So you have more of an accent. I work really hard to get rid of my... Like, so I've stopped saying bag and say bag. She still says bag. <laughs> bag? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, I just say bag now. <laughs> like, I don't know. You weren't here when, uh, like, the whole bagel, bagel thing. Because I didn't realize... Like, So I had thought that, like, if you say bag, you would also say bagel. Uh-huh. But no, that stays bagel. <laughs> so there's a couple of slip-ups. But usually I just correct too far the other way now. Wow, I, mm, I'm a little yeah. disappointed that you're losing some of uh, some the twang, of what makes you who. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it comes out. I'm, I'm getting up to a Montana game this year for sure. Mm. Oh, definitely. Big coming. upset over Idaho. That's They're number three in the country. Every, I mean, everybody was watching. The Kibbe Dome. First time they sold out the Kibbe Dome since 2010 when Idaho State was there. So yeah, um, I gotta get up there. And Two weeks, bye week. Yeah, bye week is an option. Or three weeks, I guess. Uh, well, I wanted to get to the Brawl of the Wild, Cat Grizz game, but that's the day before the Vikings game, which is perfect if that's on Sunday night football. But there's no way in hell anybody's gonna want to watch the Vikings and Broncos in mm-hmm. Sunday night football. So that that might not work. How crazy is it that we're talking about a Broncos game being flexed the wrong way? I never thought we'd talk <laughs> about that. I know. We spent so much time in the offseason talking about, like, oh, could this one get flexed into Sinai football? Could this one? Could this one? Mm-hmm. We never talk about which ones could get flexed out. And that's no. what—that's all that ends up happening now. because it's, it's the Broncos. They're not supposed to be flexed out. Yep. Um, and despite being one in five for the first time since 1994, the Broncos, always relevant. Mm-hmm. Always in the news in yep. some sort of fashion. And crazy enough, there's a rumor floating around, and we were going to talk about this subject anyways, but... Heading into, what, the past 25 minutes, we were going to talk about has Vance Joseph's hot seat cooled. And we're still going to talk mm-hmm. about that. But just minutes before our podcast started, uh, Pat McAfee on his show uh, talked about some rumors. And uh, let's just listen to what Pat had to say, because I don't want to take anything out of context here. You hear? Dial it up. now rumors oh there was rumblings that hey you get Aaron over here going to win a Super Bowl then they get Russ over there going to win a Super Bowl mm-hmm. that has not been the case no. and there's rumblings right now rumors oh rumors uh, I don't want to talk about it too loud because who knows what's real and what isn't but like the Broncos might be making a change at DC allegedly what? Whoa. 
I don't know when. I don't know when. I'm just getting words, messages <laughs> sent to me. Okay. You know what I mean? And it might be, uh, might be old Good Teeth himself. No. All right. Rex Ryan, potentially. What? Really? That name has been in the radar, I guess, for a potential return to defensive coordinating. Really? And that team potentially to the Denver Broncos, allegedly. Now, wow. we work for ESPN, so everybody's going to think that we heard this from within ESPN. Remember, we're in Indianapolis. Everybody else is in New York yep. and Bristol. This is not from anybody within ESPN. This is just what people are hearing around the league. They're hearing like, hey, they're thinking about making a change, and they're thinking about going big. And I had the opportunity whenever I was working to get up to chit-chat with Rex Ryan, the human, in the green room. And I'll tell you what. Love him. Love everything about uh-huh. him. I think he's hysterical. I think he'd be great on the internet, although he wouldn't be able to really do the internet because his first couple of days would be real loud. Yeah. yeah. So I oh, think they yeah. would probably tell him not to be there. But I asked him, I'm like, when are you getting back into coaching? And he said that how much fun he was having on TV. Mm-hmm. And also, like, for him to get back into coaching, he's probably going to have to do a coordinator job. And with what he makes TV-wise and how his life is versus the business side of potentially getting back into coaching, it's like, well, the Denver Broncos have the wealthiest owner mm-hmm. in all of NFL. Yeah. They can pay a little bit more for the coach's salary because there's no coaching salary cap. So I guess we should potentially think about maybe Rex Ryan returning and him and Sean Payton being on the same coaching staff is a hilarious thing oh, yeah. to just check about and to think about. I think that would change the team around. I think that would change the dynamics. I think they would be good. But the Broncos were not a team that was one quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl. There was rumblings that, hey. Oh, my goodness. That's, uh, that carries a lot of spice to it. Does it, does it carry any bite? Anything? Uh, what do you think of that when you hear that, Todd? It's very interesting. Um, it reminds me of a conversation I had with you on here before about how I played for Rob Ryan mm. at the Saints, and I know that Saints, uh, Sean likes his guys, and it just made sense that they did move on from Vance this year that Rex would be in the conversation um, for D.C. next year. Um, now, I don't think they'll make a change in the middle of the year, but mm. I think it is very possible. Who knows? But we're going to talk about whether his seat is hot or not, and – We'll see, man. Well, and Henry, what what did you think? That was your first time hearing it. I don't think it's all that new. Mm. Like, like, cause like listening around, it's like not. Uh, I I think Vance Joseph C is obviously hot. I think of course people are talking about like, could he be fired? Like, could could he be gone? So I don't think that that surprises me at all. You know, it it, it just kind of makes sense. Like those are the things. That of course, everybody's talking about. And like we've all heard the Rex Ryan stuff, and so I'm sure when behind the scenes people are talking, they're like, "Yeah, you know, maybe it's Rex Ryan going." Like, I don't know. I don't think it's anything all that new. Well, that's fair, and I think a big thing with this, there's a <laughs> lot of words that we need to key in on here. Some that were said, some that were not said. How many times does he say rumors and he mm-hmm. doesn't try to undermine the rumors? He really emphasizes mm-hmm. rumors, rumors here. Um, and so that's what they are. Rumors, something Pat, obviously, very connected around the league in many different areas. Um, but he is not saying this is happening. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing, which you both have kind of touched on, is a word he didn't say. He didn't put a timeline on it. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, like, they're going to do this this week. Yeah. They're going to do this during the bye week. They're going to do this before the season's over. He left it as wide open as as can be. Um, and so could I see this happening in the offseason? Of course I could. Look, yeah. we're talking about Rex Ryan, who's like a big spicy name. He's loved to be throwing the Broncos and Vance Joseph under the bus these last mm-hmm. couple of weeks mm-hmm. uh, on national television. But this is also Rex Ryan, who was the runner-up 
to become the Broncos defensive coordinator. And then Todd, you mentioned it just about the connections that the Ryans have to mm-hmm. Vance or to, to Sean Payton. So absolutely. We're talking about the runner up for this job. Mm-hmm. If Vance continues to go down this path where the Broncos are giving up over 33 points per game, they're the worst defense in the NFL. Yeah. I think everyone thinks that Vance is probably not going to be back in 2024. And would it make sense for the runner up to be in the conversation? I would think so, yeah. Definitely. The only thing that I would think would put him out of the running is he's had a lot to say about Sean and <laughs> oh, the Broncos yeah. as a whole. Yep. So I don't know if Sean took offense to anything he said <laughs> recently. That would probably throw him mm-hmm. out of the running. But besides that, I think his football knowledge would have him in the running for this. Sean might just, like, respect that. Mm. Like, knowing how Sean is and the way that he's willing to talk, like, there, that might be one of the things that he could just get past. I remember the the ESPN story, the big one that came out, Right around the start of the season about Sean when he was like going up to Idaho, all that sort of stuff. Seth, Seth Wickersham, that's who it was. Yep. Um, but there was a thing in there where he was saying like, yeah, when Bill Parcells was still coaching the Dolphins at the time, or no, he was the GM or worked in the front office, whatever his role was, brought him out and said like, hey, look at this uh, undrafted guy. We, we kind of like him. Like, seems seems like he could be up to something. I think he was sitting on the practice squad not long after the Dolphins just steal him off the practice squad and Sean calls him and yells and they fight it out. And then a week later, they're just all good because that's just a thing that happens in football. Like, I think that maybe the Rex Ryan stuff could be like, Hey, screw you for saying that. And then two days later, they're just best friends again. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Well, and also I have to imagine that Sean knows the business that Rex is in, not Mm -hmm. the football business, but the broadcasting business. Mm -hmm. Sean just did that for a season and, uh, and understands that in order to, especially to be in the position that Rex Ryan's in, it's not like he's a game day analyst where he's just breaking down the film. He's trying to get his name out there. He's trying to be a little juicy, be mm-hmm. a little spicy, and talking about Sean Payton. So, Henry, I kind of agree with you there. Um, but I think there's more to this. Would Rex Ryan be a good replacement? Let's talk about that and talk about Vance Joseph's seat after I tell you about our friends over at Spirit Hound, where we're talking about award-winning whiskey. They won the 2022 Whiskey of the Year at the London Spirits Competition, and they have whiskey, gin, vodka all across the state. You can visit their distillery in Lyons, Colorado. They have a new tasting room in the Highlands, uh, and you can also get their uh, great spirits in over 40 different states nationwide. So if you're in here in Colorado, it's all over the place. But also, if you're around the country, make sure to check out Spirit Hound when you're in the liquor store to get the award-winning liquor. And check out our friends over at Game Time, where you shouldn't have to be worrying about getting tickets for your favorite concert or football game. You should be able to have them and have them secure. And so make sure you download the Game Time app and go check out our friends. They have fast and easy ways to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy and theater events near you they have killer last minute deals all in pricing views from your seat and their best price guarantee game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets go check out our friends at game time once again you have to download the app create an account and use the code dnvr to get 20 percent off your first purchase so before we talk about uh rex and his fit for this job and maybe some other guys that would be out there the broncos Currently have a defensive coordinator still, mm-hmm. Vance Joseph. Um, and we've talked about just should they have fired him a couple of weeks ago? Should they still fire him? Is he on the hot seat? And I think with the performances that the Broncos defenses have had in the past eight days, it's fair to kind of reevaluate where, where Vance stands right now. Broncos, two best defensive performances probably in the past eight days. Um, so is Vance still on the hot seat? Because eight days ago before the Jets game, his seat 
couldn't have been hotter. He was probably had the hottest seat for a coordinator in the entire NFL. Has it cooled off at all? Um, I mean, maybe just a little. I mean, it has to when you have a good game. But at the same time, when you're still last in scoring, like it, you're on the hot seat. Like that that's just the way it goes. You know, if, if you're last in scoring offensively, the offensive coordinator probably gets fired. There's probably changes all over the place. Like that's just that's just the way that things go. Um, I still think that he's probably safe for the rest of the season. Like I don't because there's really two scenarios like in in the perfect world he figures the defense out they put up a whole bunch of great outings and and then maybe he's he's back again next year um the other way that things could go is that things don't get better and you're trying to tank and if it's not working why fix it if you're trying to tank (laughs) i think i'm torn with this okay because i understand both sides i guess of this dynamic to where i see players saying that you know it's not on Vance it's on us like we're not executing and I watch the tape and I see a lot of players not executing we talked about Mm -hmm. misalignments in the last game that probably saved a touchdown you see a young safety bite on an in and route when Tyreek Hill is Mm -hmm. running wide open like that has nothing to do with the scheme that Vance is putting together like he's putting together a good scheme so I think that now guys are finally executing and talking to some of the guys I know, like they feel like they're finally executing. So I feel like it's less about what Vance is doing and more about the guys. But I understand, I also understand how when you're last in the league in certain areas, okay, well, heads have to roll regardless of his, mm-hmm. if it's the coach or the player. So I do think he's in a warm seat right now. And I don't know if there's much he can do to get out of it, except for if they turn around the last half of the season, then maybe his job is safe. And potentially turn it around with less talent. We've talked about seemingly every day over the past week. Um, Mm -hmm. Are the Broncos going to make moves? Who would it be? And we point to a lot of defensive players potentially. So Mm -hmm. if Vance is able to turn it around and work with young guys and groom them, that could really help his job. But, I mean, yeah, he's not on a cold seat Uh right now. But I do think it's a warm seat, not a hot seat anymore because the defense has made improvements over the past two games and uh, if you were going to keep Vance and allow him to have an opportunity to make things better and he's making things better then doesn't that make it just a a little bit cooler I think so and I think the most impressive thing about this defense is two things one you held the Chiefs to 19 points Mm -hmm. you should win every single game that you hold the Chiefs to 19 points and two the red zone defense has been phenomenal these past two weeks. They're <laughs> one for 10 in the red zone. Opposing teams are combined. The Jets were 0 for 5. The Chiefs were 1 for 5, meaning they only scored, the opposing teams only scored a touchdown one every 10 trips that they got into the red zone, which is really impressive. And so you look at the box score and you say, well, the Jets with Zach Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett scored 31 points on the mm-hmm. Broncos. Well, one of them was a uh, fumble return. One of them was a safety. Um, so what is that? It's nine nine points. points. And yep. then I believe there was also a pick or a fumble that just immediately turned into three points <laughs> for them. So what is that? That's 12, 12 points. points. So the defense only gave up 19, 19. points. So mm-hmm. back-to-back weeks of 19 points, that is improvement. Um, now, could that change in the next two weeks? Yeah, the Broncos have a bye mm-hmm. in two weeks, and that's when things really get evaluated from players to coaches. And if they come out and they let Jordan Love look like Sam mm-hmm. Howell and Justin Fields and these these quarterbacks that all of a sudden go from bad to MVP level, and then Patrick Mahomes comes here and dices him up, yeah, I could see a change being made in midseason. But, but right now, Vance is trending in the right direction. I think mm-hmm. so, too. I think you can see what the Broncos have done even speaks to that even more. Like everybody was calling for Vance's job and needing a new defensive coordinator. And the Broncos are lying like, hold on, wait. And then decided to move on from some players. Mm, they yeah. saw players that weren't, you know, holding up their end of the bargain, decided to go that route. 
I think if Vance was truly the sole problem, they would have moved on from Vance instead of moving and changing things as far as the locker room is concerned to put the team in a better position. Yeah, it, it's a really good point, and we might see even more moves over these next couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. uh, over the weekend, Frank Clark was officially released by the Broncos, so they weren't able to get a trade for him. And the reports or rumors are that he's going to go back with the Chiefs. <laughs> Man, that's just disgusting. I don't find I mean... He had his opportunity. Like, if, if he had done something, then he probably would stick around. Like, he, he got just as much opportunity as Nick Benito and as Jonathan Cooper. And those guys performed, and he didn't. And so they were able to save some money and move on. Sure. Like, it just adds up. And maybe he'll turn back the clock when he gets to the Chiefs. But I'd, I don't know. I, I'm not even totally sold that the Chiefs would want him. Right, like just based on what we've seen, I don't mean to like bash him on his way out, but but there's a reason the Broncos cut him, and and the Broncos who have, I get last year the worst pass rush in the NFL, and this year it's looking a little bit better, but I mean by pressure rate and all that stuff, it's still at the bottom of the league. If the Broncos don't have room for him, especially a vet who was really helping out the young guys, like if you go talk to Nick Benito, it's like yeah, Frank just knows everything. Like he he'll show you what each offensive lineman's going to do when you give him each look and how how you can beat each one of these different things. Like he was an asset to these young guys as well. So when you're willing to move on from that guy, would the Chiefs really want him? I think a big reason why the Chiefs would want him is coming in for veteran minimum. Um, and I think yeah. that's one of the reasons the Broncos got him in the first place was they were willing to pay him five and a half million dollars guaranteed with incentives, mm-hmm. two million more in incentives. Um, and then a big reason why the Broncos moved on from him is because Frank said, if you guys let me go, because I'm not happy here, mm-hmm. and I'm not happy with my snap count. Sean told us that this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, if you let me go, I'll take a big pay cut in order to be let go. You don't see that happen often. I mean, Todd, can you remember that? Where a player said, Absolutely I want to be out of here never. so bad that I'll take a pay cut? No, nah, he really wanted to be gone <laughs> yeah. there. He did. And I feel like he's happy within, if he does go back to the Chiefs, I feel like that would probably be the best fit for him because he'll go back to a defense and a scheme that is right for him. But also, when he goes back to a team like that he's been at for so many years, they know what to expect from him. And they're not going to have him out there every single down. He's probably going to be a third down guy that comes in, provides extra mm-hmm. pass rush. I think the Broncos needed him to be the guy he was five or six years ago instead of treating him like the old veteran that he is today and limiting what he did so that he could be the best for them, I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, um, so that's two veterans that the Broncos have moved on from on Mm -hmm. the defensive side. And, man, the other one, Randy Gregory, played in one game with the 49ers, already has more sacks with the 49ers (laughs) than he does with the Broncos. And speaking of Randy Gregory and – the 49ers, I want to take a look around the league, the rest of the league, because there was some crazy games mm-hmm. over this past weekend, college, NFL. We don't get a chance to do this often because we're so busy with Broncos, but now with kind of having an extra yep. day, uh, I think it'd be fun to do that. But let's just wrap up this conversation. What do you think happens with this defensive coordinator position? Is Rex Ryan going to be the D.C. and after the bye week? Is Vance Joseph going to be the, the coordinator the rest of the season? Yeah, Vance is there the rest of the year to me. I, like again, like the the two scenarios: either you're bad or you're good. Either way, you probably just stick with it. Fair. I think it's that simple. I I would almost venture to say that Vance is the coordinator next year as well. Oh, okay. I like wow. it. I'm gonna go out on a limb, and I think that he'll be able to move the needle enough with the back half of this season to prove mm-hmm. that he's the coordinator moving forward. And I think the coaching world understands, unless you have a situation like. Nathaniel Hackett, where it really feels out of control. Mm-hmm. They understand the first year in a system and how it rarely looks great. And then, you know, that big bump you get mm-hmm. in the second year. So I think if 
Sean wants to create a winning culture, they need some kind of stability within that locker room. Mm -hmm. So moving on from a new defensive coordinator next year, it's going to just have that same change that the guys have been going through mm -hmm. over and over and over yep. again. I think they want to try and create stability. Now, if it doesn't work out Vance with Vance early in the season next year, I think they'll move on from him then. But I think they want to create stability and allow the guys that are here next year to grow under one coordinator, one mm -hmm. scheme for more than one year. Well, that was not a twist that I saw coming, Todd. I, I love it. Um, I think it doesn't matter what the fans think because fans were out on Vance right when the Broncos hired him. Uh -huh. um, but you know who was in on Vance when they hired him? Sean Payton. And Sean Payton today said multiple times that the defense has taken a significant step up mm -hmm. over these past two weeks. He was very complimentary mm -hmm. of the defensive performance in the red zone the past two weeks and against the Chiefs as well. And so I think that Sean is happy, not with where the defense is, but mm -hmm. in uh, the positive steps they're taking right now. So that's why I don't see Rex Ryan being the defensive coordinator this coming Sunday. That's mm -hmm. not going to happen. Um, and if the Broncos did make a move, moved on from Vance Joseph in the middle of this season, bringing someone in from the outside mm -hmm. that's a way to i would imagine todd to spell doom for a team of yeah. like either he has to come in and learn everything about the defense or he's bringing his whole new defense and lingo and everything mm -hmm. in here and then a whole team has to learn that that doesn't make any sense to me so rex ryan's not going to be a defensive coordinator for the broncos this year no nope. could it happen next year in the off season if the defense does finish giving up 33 points per game sure it absolutely mm -hmm. could but um right now as long as this defense doesn't implode and i'm talking about go the opposite direction and at the bye week they're giving up you know 35 points meaning mm -hmm. they give up 35 and 40 over the next two weeks i think vance sticks around until maybe december or something and then we'll reevaluate where the defense is then but i don't see a move happening right now i do think that hot seat has cooled down a bit yeah also broncos defense is second in average starting field position so on average, opponents are starting drives at the 33, which is really mm. not good. Mm -hmm. They're also, I mean, dead last in yards per possession and points per possession. So there are those. But but they have been dealt kind of a tough hand. And yeah. for Vance in particular, the missed tackles and all that stuff. I, I don't think they'll turn it around enough where he sticks around. But, I mean, especially if they're trading Justin Simmons. You know, if, if they start making moves like that, that's when it gets really tough. Because you still get K1 back. You still get Baron Browning back. Um but you already got like Josie back. You already got Justin back. You, you already kind of got some of those assets you were looking for. Um, it's it's definitely possible though because we're what a third of the way through the season. Yeah, crazy enough. Yeah, there's yeah. still a lot more to go. Yep, and something you'll be looking for this weekend: Broncos Country Ale from our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Make sure to get some Breckenridge Brewery for this week for the weekend uh, coming up mm -hmm. and Broncos game home game Packers this week. So make sure to stock up on Breck Brew for that game. Go to breckbrew.com to find their beer locator where you can find not just where Breckenridge beer is, but you can find exact beers and where you can find them over at breckbrew.com. Yep. And uh, go over to Foco, too, because they've got all sorts of awesome Bronco gear. Um, I swear, every time I get on there, there's just something new and weird and awesome like I, I guess it's about time to start stocking up on christmas ornaments they'll have all sorts of different ones um it's probably like a miles it's probably a pat sertan there's probably all sorts of different stuff i'm not sure i guess they have some halloween things too if you need some broncos halloween decorations but that's because they have everything they've got like bathing suits they've got sneakers they've got sandals they've got crocs 
and they've got sweatpants and pajamas. They have literally everything that you could think of with the Broncos logo on it. And of course, they've got stuff for other teams too. So if you're if you're buying some Broncos themed gifts or you're just buying stuff for yourself, head over to Foco. Use the code DNVR because you'll get 10% off all non-presale items. All right. Adam Schefter was on the Pat McAfee mm-hmm. show shortly after um, uh, Pat McAfee put the rumors out there about all of this. And uh, he asked Schefter about this. Let's hear what he said. There's rumblings, and I know you've heard them. <laughs> Peer of yours, colleague of yours, defense coordinator for Broncos. Is there going to be a change over there, mate? Well, I don't think they're doing anything right now, but I think at the end of the season, anything is possible. Yeah, they're not looking to do anything right now. Sexy Rexy um, Ryan, is that is that who you're hearing as well? Oh Ooh. no, re- re- no. In fact. Uh, Rex, no, Rex is not going to Denver right now. Oh, oh, I had a couple of people tell me that this morning. There was a chance that he was going to get approached or targeted by them. And you know, you know who my source is there on that? Who's that? Rex. Oh. <laughs> we, were talk- we were talking about it yesterday as we were watching the games. Right, <laughs> He's not going to Denver right now. You know, by the way, and I said to him, I go, do you ever stop and think about this? Like, he was one of two finalists for the Broncos defensive coordinator job. I said, that could be you there right now. You could be going through this season instead of sitting here eating cheeseburgers with me, watching football on the big screens here in Bristol, Connecticut. And I think he's very thankful that he's in the spot he is. Uh, I don't think that the coaching bug is out of him. I wouldn't be shocked if one day he did it again. He loves that. Like, coaches love to coach. The coaches who love it, they love it, Pat, right? That's why, like, Bill Belichick, football, like I said, is a part of what he does. And Rex loves to coach. Could he go back to that one day? That would not surprise me. But right now, his job is with ESPN, and uh, he does a great job of that. And so I love working with him as a teammate. I love the fact that there is a chance that behind the scenes, people are like, how the hell do we get Rex Ryan out eating cheeseburgers with Chef? <laughs> yeah. And how do we get him back into coaching? <laughs> saying, be tough. He said, he goes, where are these people getting me going to Denver? I'm not going to Denver. I'm like, okay, well, there you go. Well, I think the thing is, like, they can afford anybody over there because there's no salary cap for coaches, obviously. So, yeah, but, but why would he leave ESPN TV land right now to go jump in on, what's their record, one in five? Yep. Yeah, Why that'd would be you tough. Do that? That'd be. I didn't understand that one either, as well. As uh, to be clear, did not understand that. But they're thinking that Denver is going to be targeting him heavily, though. And I'm well. That 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 may be a different story. But he's not going there right now. After the season, will there be teams that go to him and talk to him about a job? That there are almost every year. Would Denver be amongst them? Why wouldn't it be? He was one of two finalists last year. Is he going to go to Denver? After the season, I, I, I can't speak from. I don't know that he's gonna, but he's gonna consider all these coaching offers. Got it. And he's very happy doing what he does. Hell yeah, he's and great. you know what? Like, like with anything, with anybody, if somebody wants you enough, they make you feel it. So if somebody makes him feel wanted enough, in whether that's financially or in another way. Could I see him going back to coaching one day? That's always been the case. That might be what yeah. this is. Yeah. Oh. Hey, we want, we're in on the Rex sweepstakes. Well, There's rumblings. I'm glad Schefter tuned into our podcast to hear exactly, yeah. uh, you know, what was happening and then relay that on the Pat well, McAfee he show. Our whole yeah, flow. he did. <laughs> you know? Wow. <laughs> but man, I mean, they were uh, a lot more rough on the Broncos 
understandably one in five why would anyone want that job right now i'll tell you why because rex ryan's been saying for, for for like the past four weeks well if i had that job this no, would be the number no. one defense in the nfl but you're not jumping in now no. not when you see oh, what's happening no, there's no reason to jump not. into this and it's easy to say that you don't have to back it up right oh, now 100 todd if they said we want to give you like 10 times your dmvr salary to come be our defensive coordinator would you do it oh that's all the money like to go right now yep right now I mean, I think I would have to take that as a young yeah. coach. I would have to take that opportunity and just see what I could do with it. Mm-hmm. Like uh, 10 times my salary, I think I, yeah, think I would have go. to yeah. take that. You know, <laughs> I think Rex Ryan as an old veteran coach, like I don't, he doesn't want that. But for me, I would, that would mm. be my first coaching opportunity. That's true. And if I did well with it, I mean, yeah. That's true. Ten times that. Yeah. Well, and even if you don't do well, then like the way those jobs work is like, oh, that means you're not a defensive coordinator next. That means like exactly everybody's gonna want you as a (laughs) linebackers coach. Like that's just right there. The other thing is that Rex, he's not taking a pay cut to leave, but probably be the same salary. Mm. You know, because that's like he probably makes quite a bit of money there. Like they're not offering big money. So, so I guess that's probably the easier comp. But yeah, I mean it's. I don't know why Rex Ryan would want to do that because he doesn't want to just like fail and then be a position coach. I bet he makes more than than Vance does right now as a yeah. TV uh, personality. Definitely, because those guys they make some big bucks. They do. Yeah. I mean, Zach makes big bucks. <laughs> Zach does. Zach does. And you know what? Yeah. A way better life. Way better life. Yeah. Starts. Oh yeah. Way less stressful. I mean, at, in in their right, you do coaching. Uh, I mean, I'm sure the money doesn't hurt, but because you absolutely love it, mm-hmm. but you got to love it. To make the same amount of money and mm-hmm. work ten times more, yep, something exactly. like that, True. just have absolutely no life. Um, so yeah, that's. Uh, I'm glad that we hit all of those points uh, before Schefter went on to uh, set Pat straight. I guess is what he uh, what he tried to do there. Yeah, I mean it was obvious. You're Rumors. not firing Vance Joseph and hiring Rex Ryan right now. <laughs> that that just be a ridiculous thing to do. It would be. It would be. Um, okay, let's uh, let's make our way around the league, and we're going to start doing something. Now, I think a lot of you guys will like this, but um, let's jump into tank mode and see okay. where the Broncos are. Yeah, here, let's pull up this graphic. So the Broncos, let's compare where they are. The race for Caleb, mm. where the Broncos are with teams, with other teams in the NFL Henry, or, or you here, are those the only one in five teams? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, big change this weekend. What was there, like six or seven teams with one or two or with one loss coming into this weekend? And a couple of them won. So, right now, as it stands, man, the Bears have the first overall mm. pick, mm-hmm. the second overall pick. New England's also one in five. New England's also one in five. So, yep, you hear wrong again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Okay. he's just doing the top five. Okay, Um, and the Broncos sitting at number three. The Patriots are also one and five too. But as you hear, is clarified, uh, he's only doing the top five Mm -hmm. here. Uh, But the Broncos number three in this um, man. There were some some bad games and some good games. I mean, the Giants almost beat the Bills last night, and as we see, the Giants have the fifth overall pick. That would have been uh, that would have been big for the Giants to to pull that one off. Yeah, and I mean there were, it was just tough across the board. Well, because that strength of schedule, it's at five forty two. It was at what like four eighty coming into this week. So what that means is that all of the teams on the Broncos' schedule, they won a lot more than they lost this week. And so like the Raiders beat the Patriots, right? 
Yep. So that counts for two wins because you play them twice. Um, I guess Chargers, Cowboys tonight. So it, it's it was pretty rough in that way. But that's the other big thing um, is just that those strength of schedules. Right now, it's tough to like cheer for them because there's just so many things that need to happen between now and January. But I I don't know. I was expecting a little bit better position after this week. Better than three? I think three is yeah. like... I mean, that's where they came in. But at the same time, like, it's three and that tiebreaker is a lot closer to those other teams than it was. Mm-hmm. Like, they had the tiebreaker by a it's wide true. margin coming in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, three is definitely a quarterback. It just depends on which quarterback that is. Because oh, they yeah. can't take two. The and thing is, you probably... That's they'll probably trade one of those picks. Uh, maybe not. I guess what they'd like to do is trade with the Broncos, get perfect. something, and get Marvin Harrison. Wouldn't that be perfect? But in perfect? that case... Well, other than the fact the Broncos have to give up another first no, round pick, probably. No, it'd be perfect probably. for the Bears. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. One and two would be perfect. Yes. yes. <laughs> to get Caleb at one, then you flip with the Broncos, pick up another first yeah. round pick to move back one spot. Um, and you mm. have to imagine the Broncos are in a great spot in order to trade with the Bears if they want to do that. Yeah. And this is a good comment um, because I was thinking about after I said Caleb Williams is just like Patrick Mahomes. When I was like driving home, I was thinking like, wait, he might actually be more like Russell Wilson. Like, when you go back and watch a lot of the zigzag stuff, like, they're very similar players, but he kind of just splits the difference height-wise, and you wonder if that comes up a little bit. But I do I do think that, like, the Caleb Williams-Patrick Mahomes thing is probably a little bit overhyped. It probably uh-huh. is more of a licks, uh, mix um, of a... Uh, I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> a mix of, of the... Of Russ and Mahomes? Of Russ and Mahomes. Would you take that player right now? Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Mix, yeah. Uh- <laughs> but yeah, he had a he had a really tough game too. Tough oh, game. Drake May Boy. is closing the gap. He goes yes, the gap this week. Is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, three picks in the first half for yeah. Caleb Williams. He threw a pick on the first quarter. play, right? First play, yeah. and I think one of them was a little excusable. Two other ones though, like he there's a right Notre Dame defender right there, and like three Notre Dame Notre Dame defenders right there. That was a tough tough game uh, for for Caleb. Um, now, uh, what what else stood out to you guys this week in the NFL? Um, what other games were good? I kind of took the week off. I can't even lie. Uh, it's nice. I was big chilling this yeah, week. Yeah, we were flying most of the day yesterday. I, I caught most of the Vikings game because, you know, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that was the other thing is that, like, I'm not I'm not so, so sure that the Vikings aren't in the race for the number one pick. Oh. Like, that's not a good football team. Like, they, they lack talent, and they were able to pull it out against yeah, the Bears. But, but that's because Justin Fields got hurt, and Tyson Bagent came in, and he... What he fumbled on his first play, his first pass attempt at least. Like they're they're still in the mix. Well, you um, hope with two wins they're out of the mix. Two wins is not <laughs> out of the mix. You gotta get to like five before you're out of the mix. Uh I mean Kirk Cousins though, he still is playing well though. Ah for the most I, part. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm just uh, that's not a good team. I mean, there's a lot of them. Like the the Patriots could easily get it. I think the the, the Titans could, could definitely get it, especially if Tannehill is out for a stretch and you're playing Malik Willis. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just so many teams that I thought are pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. And <laughs> that's yet, my standout. And yet, even with that, we still saw some upsets yesterday. We almost saw some big upsets. Like I said, the Giants almost mm-hmm. beaten Buffalo, which would have mm-hmm. been huge for the Broncos. The Jets. Is Nathaniel Hackett figuring it out with Zach Wilson? I mean, it was really their defense, <laughs> yeah. but they handed the Eagles their first loss. The Browns with yep. P.J. Walker at quarterback, who still threw two interceptions 
beat the 49ers, handed them their first mm-hmm. loss. It, there's upsets every week in the NFL, mm-hmm. but it really does feel like this year is just even more unpredictable huh. at this point still. I mean, yesterday was upset special, especially when like covering the spreads and stuff. Yeah. Well, I would be so mad if I was uh, members of that uh, 49ers team. Like, we had the game won. Oh, yeah. All you got to do is make this kick, man. Like, the rookie kicker. 41 yards. <laughs> yeah. When did they draft him? Third round. Third yeah. round pick on a kicker. And yeah. he does that. I think he missed two in the game, too. Yeah. First this two misses of the season. all we need you to do. Yep. Yeah. 41 yards. That's Dang. tough. Oh, and that's Brock the... Purdy played his worst game, too, and they still could have won. Chris McCaffrey got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, Debo, I think, got hurt as well, and they mm-hmm. still should have won, but another big upset. Yeah. There's... We've got a lot of season to go. It's like I said, like, I can't get excited about potentially getting, like, a top three pick until one and seven. That's when you're really in the mix. Because, I mean, that's when you say, like, okay, you're only winning, like, a few more games. Because, I mean, number one pick, you you got to lose so many, so many, so many games. Like, I, the odds are so slim. The and, odds are so slim. And right now, um, you look at the Packers, who the Broncos play next. Packers yeah. are two and three. They look like hot garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe yep. they're in that mix because of how bad they Definitely. are. Definitely. Yep. They're favored in Denver against mm-hmm. the Broncos this week. So the Broncos really may only be favored in one more game this year, and that's against the 1-5 Patriots, who are awful. Lost to the Raiders yesterday with, with Jimmy G leaving throughout the game, too. They still weren't able to mm-hmm. beat them really, really bad. Yeah, there's a lot of really bad teams. I Because th- I, I just looking at the top, I think the Panthers, the Bears, the Pan- Cardinals, and the Patriots are all worse than the Broncos. And you're splitting hairs, and it'll come down to bounces at the end of the season, but there's a lot of work to be done. I think the Panthers will finish with a better record than the Broncos. Really? Yep. Fingers crossed? Yep. Hopefully, Fingers yeah. Fingers crossed, yep. Because they, they started off 14-0 lead against the Dolphins yesterday. Now, of course, the blew it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they, they blew it, but I think Bryce Young in that offense is going to start playing better as the season goes on. Um, and that's just such a fascinating one because the worst thing – would be for two different teams to get the first and second pick with the Broncos mm-hmm. at third because the probably the quarterbacks are going quarterback. one and two then. They're not going to trade those picks. Yeah. So if the Panthers, though, and Bears are one, two, that gives you the opportunity for the Broncos to slide in there. Yep. Man, yeah. how about... Because there's no way... If, the, if there's two different teams at one and two, there's no way... Or if the Bears have one and two, there's no way for the Broncos to slide in there. Yeah. I don't think there's a way you can give up enough. There's enough they could give up, right? For uh, if there's two different teams at one and two? No, if the Bears are at one and two, I think the people that will be knocking on their door can give up way more than the Broncos could just to move from three to two. Yeah. Mm. So I feel like there would be too much on the table for the Bears to pass up. Mm -hmm. Man, I think – but if you can get Marvin Harrison Jr., who people believe is like the best wide receiver prospect since Calvin Johnson, by trading back one spot and picking up like a first-round pick – and you still get your guy and a first-round pick? What first-round will we have to give up? Next year's? Next year. And probably more. I don't think that would be alone. To go one spot? I mean, the bidding war for one of these quarterbacks is going to be crazy. Yeah. But if, uh, like, let's say the eighth team has to trade for yeah. him, then they're not I mean, it's probably going to be, like, Jr. three or four that's that's in the hunt. Because there's through, other good players, two through, too. Or three like, through four. There's some awesome tackles in this draft. Yeah, it's really um, deep tackles. Yeah, there, there's a bunch of things that they could do. I mean... You're you're just really in a tough spot if if two different teams have those top two picks because there's no team in the NFL that's going to trade one of those picks. Mm-hmm. Like, 
realistically. I guess if the Chiefs got it, then yeah, but they aren't going to get it. You know, any of those teams at the lines. bottom, they're they'll move on from whatever quarterback they have to get one of these two. I bet. Man, fun offseason topics that we've got yes. going on, and we're gonna continue to follow it. Yeah, here, uh, the graphic was great. And we're going to continue to uh, to have this <laughs> update going in. And we're going to tell you who you should be rooting Ooh. for each week as well. So yep. make sure to stay tuned with us as we roll through that. Bye week for the Panthers, too. Mm. So they won't be winning their first game this week. And you see the change that they're making? No. Their head coach has given up oh, play calling duties. Yeah. Has the beginning of the end started for Frank Wright in we've, Carolina we've already? We've definitely lived through this before. Oh, man. Yeah. All too, too, too and much. Again. Um, and if you want to get in on betting on any of these teams to get the first overall pick or who's going to win this weekend, you can do that over with our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. And DraftKings Sportsbook has given $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet a when you place a $5 bet, new customers get $200 in bonus bets instantly by placing a $5 bet on the NFL. When you use the code DNVR, it's sign up and there's so much action. And we got one more game in the NFL this weekend over at DraftKings Sportsbook tonight. I want your guys' predictions on that in just a second. Uh, but head to the App Store now. Use the code DNVR when you sign up to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you place a $5 bet. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text hope ny in connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino kansas licensee partner golden lake nuggets charles uh 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gambling resources bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply okay let's let's get into our DraftKings sportsbook pick of the week and i'm gonna go with tonight's game you have the chargers playing the cowboys we've already made our picks for this game do you guys want to change your picks it's not gonna be changed officially mm. but do you still like who you picked for this this game tonight in the afc west it's tough because i can't remember who i picked i can tell you who you picked oh, okay um who <laughs> who, would you, who would you pick right now um i would probably lean cowboys Lean Cowboys. Oh, yeah, because I did before because they're in L.A. Yep. So it's a home game. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, that's right. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'll stick with that. I'm not sure what the minus one and a half, minus 125 on the money line, plus 105. That's not enough to change my mind. I'll just stick with the Cowboys. Stick with the Cowboys. Todd, who do you like tonight? Do you remember Cowboys. who you originally I think picked? I picked the Cowboys. You originally picked the Cowboys. Yeah, yep. so I'm yep. like with you the like Cowboys. You like the boys? Yep. Man, mm -hmm. it's just what Cowboys team is going to show up, and at the same time, what Chargers team is going to show up. We've seen the Chargers really struggle at times. But for my DraftKings Sportsbook Pick of the Week, I'm going to do a same-game parlay and do Austin Eckler and Tony Pollard to score a touchdown. You get plus 138 odds. Not very good odds, but those guys are both fine in the end zone tonight. Uh, they just pulled down the FCS championship odds. Probably, <laughs> probably trying to get Montana up there higher. So that's what I was going to give out. But instead, uh, uh, give me the over. 50 and a half is a lot of points. I'm not even really that sure it hits, but it's fun to sit and watch and root for the over. Especially with these teams. Exactly. They're yeah. capable of putting up, like putting on a show, I guess. Yeah, they are. Definitely are. No Mike Williams, though. I'm actually going to take the Denver Broncos, the money line. Ooh, wow. I feel like this is going to be a good game for the Broncos. The defense is finally playing well. Mm -hmm. The offense has to find a way to bounce back. They now had an extra three days to prepare yep. for the... Um, 
the Packers, so usually they put together an even better, more in-depth game plan. Are Packers off a of bye? Yeah. So Packers also badness. have the extra time. But they play. They were looking at old film. They were. They were. <laughs> they were they Typical Packers. So I, th- I think. That, I think that the Broncos can win this. I'm taking the money line on the Broncos. There we go. Plus one ten. There's our DraftKings sportsbook pick of the week. Okay, let's dive into the comment section. Talk to the people. You hear? Do we have any super chats? We do. First one coming in from Greg says Rex Ryan is all bark. Doesn't like to work and hasn't. Mm. I mean, Oof. it's something you have to bring up when you talk about Rex Ryan. He hasn't coached in the NFL. Since 2016, that's a long time away yeah, from being in the break. building. Yeah, he's definitely comfortable where he's at. Uh, that's almost 10 years. I think he's definitely found a spot. And like we said, the money is very good. So I don't blame mm-hmm. him, but I don't know if that means you have like this ultimate drive for coaching. Sean was out how many years? One. One? One. Yeah. yeah, that's when you love coaching. Yeah, He's out... Uh, uh, much longer than that, so I think he's comfortable where he is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, he's, he might be, he might be really good. He might not know what he's doing. To me, it's a conversation for the off season, though. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You guys know the last time Rex Ryan was part of a winning team, a team with a winning record. Probably the AFC Championship was that 2009. They won the a- or got the AFC Championship game. Maybe, they did back to back years, right? So that was one of yeah. them. Yeah. Wasn't the most recent one. Oh, 2010? 2010. Okay. Dang. Last time he was part of a winning team. Yeah. Not even talking like an AFC championship team. He's been a part of uh, three, eight, and eight teams, um, six and 10, four and 12, seven and eight. So that's that's pretty crazy. That's um, why he can sit in the booth and talk all that mess. Like, you don't have to prove <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, he can yeah. say whatever he wants. If I was in there, we'd be, no, if you, we saw what you did when you were in <laughs> yeah, there. But so when you're true. in the booth, you can say whatever you yep, want. You can. You can. All right. Next comment coming in from Jeff says, nice shirt, Todd. Yeah, Thank you, man. Nice. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's my Montana flares. Yeah. <laughs> we love that up there. <laughs> Do we get, well, speaking of this weekend, Todd, did we find out that Sac State is better than Coach Prime and the CU Absolutely. Buffs this week? Absolutely. Yeah. That was the verdict I came to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Sure. There's all sorts of that stuff. Because Sac State beat Stanford, yep. and Stanford <laughs> beat CU. Yep. What a wild game. Yeah. So basically, Sac State beat CU. Yep. So all you CU fans out there, <laughs> stingers up, baby. <laughs> Montana's going to beat Sac State, and then wow, Montana's better, too. Montana nah. better than CU, too. I think with Montana, because what? Montana beat Utah Tech by more than CSU beat Utah Tech. And it was by enough of a margin that it's more than CSU lost to CU. Mm. So Montana, by that logic, also better than CSU. Wow. Uh, that's, a lot, that's, CSU. A no, that's, that's a lot of things. That's too much. That's kind of far okay. out there. Well, we'll just steal Sac State's spot in a couple weeks. We'll how, see. How about college football in the state of Colorado in a 24-hour span? You had two teams in back-to-back nights with point. One percent chance to win the game at some point in that game, come back and win. Yeah. And unfortunately for the Buffs, it happened against them, up mm-hmm. twenty-nine to zero at half, and they lost that game in double overtime. And then CSU, they were down twenty points with four minutes and one second left in the mm-hmm. game, and came back and won that game. Crazy, crazy college yeah. football in this state. It's a shame Craziness. nobody was there to see it. Hey, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's what Lindsay, Lindsay, I said that in the chat too. And Lindsay was just like, well, you know that they were there at the beginning. I was like, no, I wasn't. Nobody was watching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was actually a full stadium at the beginning. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. Being down 
20 with four minutes left, I think, scared a lot of people away. Uh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right, last super chat coming in from Corny Hendricks says, uh, I'm a pretty casual fan, and I'm hearing a lot of Russ, or hearing a lot of cut Russ, but why wouldn't you just try to trade him? Couldn't tell me a trade is out of the p picture. Is it just because he's not that good or what? Yeah, so I went through these numbers. Um, while I pull them up, let's see. If they if they release him, they're out $85 million. So what they could do is the same thing that they did with uh, Randy Gregory, where they say, like, we're going to lose this much money anyway. Let's just retain that much salary and see if we can trade him so we at least get something back. And what that would look like is it'd be two years at 18 and a half million per year, um, fully guaranteed. And then after that, every other year basically becomes an option. So the team could keep them for like $40 million if they wanted to the next year, unlikely then like 44, then 40 or then 50 or something like that. So that's what it would look like is, could you trade them for 18 and a half million per year, which I think is. It's, it's going to be tight based on how things are going right now because that would be the least amount of money, I think, of any quarterback that's starting on a second contract other than Baker Mayfield. Um, I think He makes less than that, but it's less than Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously less than like Derek Carr, all those guys. Um, and Russ has looked like he's pretty close to being one of those guys. And then the other question is, okay, so if you can trade him at $37 million over two years, can you retain even less salary? Could you trade him for... For $45 million over two years and actually save some money off of that $85 million. But those are kind of the questions that you have to ask. And the tough part for the Broncos, and I think we're going to go through all this later this week, is that his salary for 2025 becomes fully guaranteed in about the middle of March of this year. So if you keep him for next year, you're keeping him for two years. Yeah. Otherwise, it's way more expensive to get rid of him after this year than it is, or yeah, after next year than it is after this year. So you, you kind of have to make the decision this year whether you're keeping him for two years or not. Yeah. Is this current status? Yeah. And like you said, we're going to talk about this later yeah. in the week because this is a big conversation of can you trade Russ? What does it look like? Henry, that's a, a really mm -hmm. good initial breakdown of those numbers. Um, and I don't know if you're going to be able to trade him, but we're going to dive into that yeah. later this week. So make sure to stay tuned with us. All right. Let's hit one comment on the website, and it is coming in from our friend. Let's see where it is coming in from M. Moogie says, man, hearing us talk about the draft already in October is sad. RK yeah. had a great point after the game, but some of these play designs are head scratches, especially for the Jets. Why do we have multiple wide receivers running routes when they end up stacked on top of one another at the same spot, three to five yards apart? Also, Chris Jones is just a game wrecker. Seeing Russ drop his eyes straight right to the pass rush instead of progressing the ball uh, is snapped is just wow. I believe in RK, Sean, or I believe with RK, Sean is tanking. He has hated Russ since last year and has gotten rid and, and is going to get rid of him. In years as a Broncos fan, I hadn't felt like this before. I'm angered at what Sean Payton has done since he came in. He has demanded attention to this team and to himself in the offseason and not backed him up or not backed it up. Richard Sherman said on his podcast after the Jets game, the Jets were player were playing for Hackett. Nobody was fighting for Sean Payton. Sorry for the long rant. Thank you for your work. I yearn for sunny days in Broncos country again. Yeah, they're not tanking. There's no conspiracy theory. No. This, they're just they're just not that good at the moment. And uh, they're, yeah, they're, they're not sneaky tanking. Uh, there's no way. There's no way in any world that that is happening. 
No, they're just having some problems. And when you see guys, you know, kind of in the same vicinity on a cert, on the same play, one of them ran the wrong route. Like, exactly. They're definitely not designing plays exactly. like that. So I think guys just aren't executing at a high level right now within this team. And so they got to find a way to do, the, do that if they want to stay on the team and make the team better. But I don't think it's tanking. I think it's legitimate uh, problems that they're having within the team. Yep, I, yep. I totally agree with you guys. And this is just the start of the conversations we're going to have this week. We're off to go talk to Broncos players right now. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. You're not going to want to miss tomorrow's show. So stay tuned. We'll see you then.